Listen. This is your mom writes books, and I have not adjusted my microphone yet. I am sorry. <laughs> okay, here's it. <laughs> close all this stuff. Okay. <laughs> we are professionals. Yes, we are. And this is one of our mid-season mini episodes. Is that what we're gonna call it? My heater's still on too. I'm so sorry. Let me go turn it off. <laughs> Did it, Charlie? Oh my also, gosh. I just finished a book. Congratulations. Charlie just wrote the end on another book. Woo! Not on one that, not on the t- day you're listening to this. I finished it like three, four weeks ago. And it's not a long book, but it's my first done contemporary romance. So I'm excited. Woo! I love contemporary romance. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, let's get to it because we're going to try and keep this episode brief because as you are listening to this, I'm currently on vacation. <laughs> Yeah, apparently Caitlin needs breaks and we have to like have seasons and space between seasons because she's selfish. Yes, I'm sorry that I don't have the time to edit two episodes ahead of time and do my new job and write books and do my Etsy job and be a mother and take care of Oh my gosh, we get it. Your life is so hard. (laughs) Uh, Yes, alas. (laughs) I'm so sorry, you guys. So, um, yeah, so we are just coming at you today with a little brief five minute, five to 10 minute episode about, and today we're just going to give you four quick and, not four, three quick and dirty. Get your mind out of the gutter. Just say it's quick and dirty. Quick and dirty tips for cleaning up your pros. Three quick and dirty tips. For cleaner pros. And this is based on a blog post that I wrote back in 2014. Um, So yeah, we're just going to jump right in because we don't have time. So tip number one, trash all unnecessary dialogue tags. They're in the trash. They're in the trash. Okay. Now I'm making sure this goes quickly. No, so we talked about this, I think in our, that's what your mom said episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I wish I could go back to my beginning books and do this. <laughs> yes. And what I mean here basically is, so I'll, I actually wrote a small script for my blog, which is also full of gifts because I wrote it in 2014. And um, so that's entertaining. Oh, no. You know what? I don't want to read this. This is too much. Basically, if you have a character who is doing an action or something else to show which character is talking, you don't have to have a dialogue tag on there because the reader is not going to get lost and they know who's saying what. Yeah. So if you have like, what are you doing? She whispered, nothing. He exclaimed, what? She barked. That's too much. Uh, and you could do more with Unless she's words. turning into a dog and then it's very relevant. <laughs> so true. But yeah. You could do more with fewer words if you're like, what are you doing? She turned the page of the book. Look, you guys, I try to make stuff up on the fly all the time and I am not an improv person anyways. But yeah. And then he's he like- leaned against the shelf. I don't know. What are you doing? Yeah. Also, now they're flirtatious. And you don't have to be like, he flirted. (laughs) And if you only have two characters talking, only two people in the room, every now and then you could just have the line of dialogue because if it's a back and forth, we know who's speaking. 
I just wouldn't do the back and forth without any tags or any other pros for too long because people will get lost. Yeah. Make sure that people, I just, I hate it. I feel like if you go more than like three lines, you should stick something on there that shows who's speaking. But for three lines, people can keep track of it. Yes. Tip number two. Number two. I want to say it. It's my turn. You say it. Because I'm number two. (laughs) Yeah, you are, Charlie. (laughs) There is a a giant gif of Charmander (laughs) flamethrowing the forest. And it says, burn the fluff. Yes. (laughs) So fluff is any word without direct, strong, sensory, or emotional meaning. Yes. And I will read. I'm going to read my sample that I wrote for this. I was aware of the fact that she was a girl whose history was often a tragic one. Uh, So grammatically, there's nothing wrong with that, but you could just say she had a tragic past. Mm -hmm. Words that are fluff, when when I am writing words that I consider fluff, so I was aware of the fact that you know, so you're saying you know, right? But if your character is stating something, like especially in exposition and not in dialogue because when you're speaking to somebody and they're you know in in context often it can make sense to say I know she has a tragic past right but if you're just talking to the reader as the narrator or whatever you don't have to contextualize it so much because if you're telling us she has a tragic past obviously we know you're aware of it right and then this is something else so that that she was a girl whose history was often a tragic one sometimes (laughs) some writers just like to say things in a way that sounds fancy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be said for stylistic choice, but you can have a style that doesn't involve just a mouthful of fluff and nothing, right? So some and some characters will speak or narrate their chapters or whatever in a way that is a little more flowery, but you can still be flowery without packing your sentences with a bunch of nothing yeah so, I can. <laughs> so yeah that's what i have to say about that one and one of that i want to point out that i cut out of my own stuff a lot that i know a lot of people don't always see is um prepositional phrases yes i have that on my list i get <laughs> oh my gosh every time my agent reads my stuff it's just like preposition massacre <laughs> Yeah. So a prepositional phrase is a phrase that begins with a preposition. Obviously, it's like of or to. So like he turned to her. So if they're the only people and they're talking and you're going to sit and he's walking away from her and then he turns, we are going to assume he turns to her. So you can just say he turned. (laughs) Oh, I say the other one that I catch myself doing a lot will be um, a visual cue. So she watched him turn. Just mm-hmm. say he turned. If it's from her perspective, we know she's watching him. <laughs> yes. Yep. Exactly. And that would be one of those um, kind of referential things that I talked about in, just a second ago where it's like, yeah, we know it's her. We can infer that she's watching. Yes, exactly. And again, you know, the the line between fluff and, and style can sometimes be a little blurry. And sometimes I do let myself go on a little bit depending on which, which character's perspective I'm talking from. So number three. Dun, dun, dun. You don't need that rhetorical question, or do you? But I do. I do. I do. Do I need that rhetorical question? Yes, I do. (laughs) Which is funny because I uh, remember I was writing last night and I had like a couple of these. Now, listen, a rhetorical question is one where it's like the narrator is asking themselves the question in your prose, right? So it's like, but I did I still love him? 
did I still love him? What does it mean? <laughs> you know, like I will say this is one of the biggest marks of an amateur writer that I feel like I see. Not the fact that you use rhetorical questions because all writers use rhetorical questions sometimes. But if I start reading a piece of writing and I see like a paragraph of rhetorical questions, or if I see three or four rhetorical questions per page, or, and this is kind of, I'm going to include this too. If I see um, a character asides to themselves in italics, because I did this too. These are all, I'm just calling out my old self, Caitlin from 2014. This was she's, her learning. She's actually calling out my present self, but this is fine. <laughs> I No, you don't do this, Charlie. I feel like if you do that to a great extent, those are some of the marks of a little bit less professional prose because it's just something that we've seen and it's, but we just don't understand that like you're not supposed to do that much, right? So use those things very, very judicious, very judicious. Caitlin is making Frick. sure that even though this is a short episode, she will have to do the exact amount of editing yes. that she does for a full length one. Indeed. Just use those <laughs> extremely sparingly and you will be good. And those are three quick and dirty tips for cleaner pros. Also, we have a giveaway for you guys. So you won't be totally mm-hmm. disappointed that we're shafting you this week. So. And next week. Shh. Don't. They need to ease into it. Oh, take it. <laughs> Um, you guys might have heard of me talk about Authors AI or Marlowe in previous episodes. So um, Authors.ai, this, it's, that's the URL. They do manuscript evaluations that's done by a computer. And it'll tell you what, uh, this has so much information. It tells you about your characters. It'll tell you what your plot archetypes are. It'll tell you where your action is hitting and where your action isn't hitting. Even like your longest and shortest sentences, words you overuse, everything like that. And it's really, really great. It's also kind of expensive. <laughs> but I talked to the people at Authors AI and they are going to let us give away one manuscript evaluation for freezies to you guys. So if you are interested in getting that for one of your manuscripts, all you need to do is email us at yourmomwritesbooks at gmail.com and just put AI please in the subject. You don't have to send us a whole email if you don't want to. I'm trying to make it easy for you guys. So just write AI please in the subject line and you will be entered and we will pick winners um, a week after this airs. Yes. And Charlie, are there any like length constraints? Like, does it have to be a certain length? Can they send us a short story? What are some guidelines they should know for the kind of thing that would be useful for them to send or that they would benefit from? I don't think short stories work very well in this. I would say you need a full length novel. I would imagine anything that's over 40,000 words is going to do just fine. Okay. So you guys heard it here. Anything over 40,000 words will be useful. Anything shorter will probably not because this is specifically for novels. Novels, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's the AI is based off of that novel, The Bestseller Code, where the AI could predict 80% of the time whether or not a book was going to be a bestseller. And so Ooh. it's like it's the like new version of that because that was written okay. a while ago. So it's really cool. That is really cool. All right. Well, Good luck to you guys. Enter that. Again, that's your mom writes books at gmail.com. I'm Caitlin McFarland, and I don't think we're going to do a long outro because we're just going to go. <laughs> Says you, I'm going to do a mosquito noise for the whole rest of this for five minutes. Okay. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm making sure they don't miss me. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys don't miss Charlie or me.
miss we'll Caitlin. Be back soon. You oh. can miss Caitlin. Don't yes, miss, miss me. me. But know that I'm mostly enjoying myself or I'm still just working because even on this vacation, I'm going to have to work for one of my jobs. So, <laughs> okay, you guys, thanks so much for listening to this. Thanks for, uh, you know, giving us a little time to take a little break. No, there goes my calendar. It's falling. July 13th. We will see you guys back with a full-length episode on July 13th. It's fine. This is not a disaster. This hot mess is coming back to you on July 13th. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.